Hello, and welcome to ACS Chemical Biology's podcast for November 2010. I'm Jay Suarez, Managing Editor for the Journal, and I'm joined by my colleague, Anurban Mahapatra. Hi, Ani. Hi, Jay. This month, we highlight nine research papers, work from the lab of Peter Seeberger, assesses the presumed insulin-mimicking role of phosphoglycans, a study from the lab of Zheng Hong Rao reports the development of a new method for RNA tagging, which may allow researchers to trace local RNA concentrations within the cell. Researchers led by Nicholas Wieland assess a transcriptional regulator as a drug target to treat tuberculosis. An article published by Adam Frankel's group describes a strategy for developing inhibitor peptides that target enzymes which appear to play a role in cancer, viral replication, and cardiovascular disease. Scientists in Ricky Eggert's lab present a highly specific inhibitor of Drosophila aurora B kinase, a cancer drug target. Research spearheaded by Yingsheng Wang's group describes the mutagenic properties commonly prescribed amongst anti-cancer reagents. Additionally, work from Zhengying Miao's lab reports the identification of a small molecule that induces endothelial differentiation of bone marrow stromal cells. And finally, research led by Dalibor Sames describes a novel optical approach for studying neurotransmission. We'll also be talking with one of our authors, Thomas Burris, later in the podcast. But now we'd like to highlight some interesting content you'll only find on our website. To learn more about the authors of the papers in the current issue, please see the Introducing Our Authors feature on the web. This month, we meet nine young scientists, Mary Lynn Hecht, Jung-Jung Lee, Hailim Yu, Pamela Rodriguez, Igor Smyrny, Lee Su, Nicholas Wieland, Dominic Yi, and Bifeng Wang. Read this section and get a younger chemical biologist's perspective on their research. We are now joined by Tom Burris at the Scripps Research Institute, Florida, author of a recent article in ACS Chemical Biology. Hi, Tom. Hello. So your study in the current issue of ACS Chemical Biology is focused on nuclear receptors. Can you tell us a little bit more about their role in cells? So nuclear receptors are ligand-activated transcription factors, and they regulate a wide variety of cellular functions, ranging from metabolism to behavior and reproduction. They are involved in, in virtually any aspect of physiology. Your lab has identified an agonist in the study. Could you tell us a little bit about what its target is and how your lab went about finding it? So my lab is interested in identifying ligands for orphan members of the nuclear receptor superfamily. There are about 48 of these in humans, and half of those don't have identified ligands as of yet. And so we are working on a particular orphan receptor called ROR, and that stands for the retinoic acid receptor-related orphan receptor. And we identified a chemical scaffold that bound to this particular receptor, and we basically optimized uh, specificity for the ROR's and found an agonist that activated this receptor. That's very interesting. So how does the small molecule actually affect the nuclear receptors that you just mentioned? Nuclear receptors are typically targeted by small hydrophobic molecules. That's the typical physiological ligands for these nuclear receptors are things like steroids, thyroid hormones, fatty acids. So they typically will bind to small molecule 
ligands, and many of the receptors have been targets for a number of drugs that are used clinically. And so what we know about how these receptors work is that within their ligand binding domain, there is a buried hydrophobic pocket that the hydrophobic ligand binds to and causes a conformational change in the receptor that leads to a change in the ability of the receptor to interact with a range of proteins in the cell called coactivators or co-repressors. And so what the agonist of ROR, what we see is that it increases the affinity of the receptor for coactivators leading to activation of target genes. So did your lab follow up with an in vivo study as well? With this particular compound, which is called SR1078, we did do an in vivo study. And it was a preliminary in vivo study, but uh, it was one that we could do because there's reasonable pharmacokinetic properties of this particular compound. And earlier in the year, we found that a particular gene called FGF21 is a target gene for ROR. And this gene is particularly interesting because FGF21 has been shown to be a peptide that has anti-diabetic activity. So what we did with this particular drug is to uh, treat mice with the drug and then look at FGF21 expression in the liver. And we could see that the drug would induce significant levels of FGF21 expression in the liver, suggesting that this drug may have some utility in treatment of metabolic diseases. So how did you get interested in this area of research? So I've been working on nuclear receptors since the early 90s. My background is in endocrinology, and I have continued in the area of molecular endocrinology since my postdoctoral fellowship, and I've worked in, well, I guess about 15 years now. What applications do you see for these types of compounds? So the ROR's are regulators of a pathway called the circadian rhythm. And the circadian rhythm is basically the internal clock that we have that regulates our physiological behavior. And it's also coupled to things like metabolism. And what we see in terms of the future of these compounds is our ability to target this pathway with small molecule drugs. And this may allow us to develop drugs that specifically target metabolic diseases or behavioral disorders because ROR's have been shown to be involved in disorders such as schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. So we have a few different directions to go with this, and with the discovery of small molecule ligands for this, we can actually use these as chemical tools to define what therapeutic areas we can pursue. So that's certainly something we're, we're looking at right now. Well, good luck with those future experiments, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you. For more information on the use of an aptamer, please refer to the manuscript by Dr. Zhang Hong Rao in the current issue of ACS Chemical Biology. We continue to define chem-bioglossary terms on the air. This month's key phrase is aptamer, which is defined as either a nucleic acid or peptide ligand that binds to a specific target molecule with high affinity. In Ask the Expert, we give you the opportunity to pose questions directly to top scientists in the field. Our current expert is Dr. Sheng Ding, Associate Professor at the Scripps Research Institute. He'll be fielding your questions about the use of chemical and functional genomic tools to study stem cell biology and regeneration. Submit your questions for him today at www.acschemicalbiology.org. That's it for this month's show. Join us next month for more ACS Chemical Biology highlights. To learn more about the journal, please visit www.acschemicalbiology.org. 
Thanks to all of you for listening.